You're listening to the Beyond the Profi podcast, where we help you out of career burnout so that you can reclaim your personal freedom while pursuing your passion. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, entrepreneur, influencer, and educator that will help empower you with our interviews, strategies, and straight talks. If you're ready to push past your comfort zone to your greatness, you have found the right podcast. Stay tuned and listen in. This Beyond the Profi episode is partly sponsored by Young Dental Innovations. Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. This is Jasmine, your host, and I have a special guest here, Rachel Wall. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jasmine. I'm excited to be with you. I am equally excited. Um, I try not to say I'm excited every single time, (laughs) but I generally am. Yeah. And I, okay, so let me just tell you when I first was introduced to you. Okay. So this is going to sound like I have, I haven't stalked you or anything like that. It's okay. I've stalked you. (laughs) (laughs) So are even. (laughs) Okay, good. So I was, I had seven years ago. Okay. I had just started my first year of teaching full time. Okay. I have no idea how I got one of your newsletters. And it was a video. So I was like, okay, well, let me, you know, just click on this. And it was about being a rock star hygienist. Oh, yeah. So Stacey McCauley and I did that together. It was like the, whatever year it was, 11 traits of the rock star hygienist. Yes. Yeah. So I watched that, and I was just blown away. Aw. Immediately I came into the class. I was like, listen, everybody can be a rock star hygienist. Yeah. This is what we're going to do. We're going to... Be excited about our profession. Yeah. We are more than just tooth cleaners. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you for that inspiration. Oh, my pleasure. It is so crazy right now that we're actually standing in Arizona. We are. And I'm talking to you in person. Yeah. The, the world is crazy. Dentistry <laughs> meeting. I know. It's uh, it's amazing. Um, and so when I ventured off into entrepreneur um, entrepreneurship, I didn't really understand what I was doing. Google was my friend. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really uh, trained formally in business. No, me either. And you just kind of figure it out, you know, and you kind of trust your gut as you're going along. So I I can't wait to talk a little bit more about the empire you've built with Inspired Hygiene and what you do. So tell, tell the listeners, what is Inspired Hygiene? So Inspired Hygiene is a coaching firm, uh, and we help dental practices really elevate their hygiene services, systems, and profits. And so we coach and train the whole team, but really it's the hygienists who are implementing most of the training. But what we do is we want to make sure that the dentist and the rest of the team is supporting the hygienist as they are kind of up-leveling their care, up-leveling their systems, their conversations with patients, uh, because we're, you know, we cannot work as an island. The team is really, we all have to be on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. So we really help the team do that, and we work with them on things like, um, you know, perio protocols and how to implement, uh, you know, adjuncts and how to talk to patients about the oral systemic link, how to understand the oral systemic link ourselves so that it compels us to recommend treatment when we see that there's infection and disease, right? It's not just mm-hmm. about um, saving our teeth, which is important. There's other risks involved, too. And, by the way, when the hygienists do these, these things, when they kind of get on board, they say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a shot, they actually start to really enjoy their career because it's more than just running through the schedule all day, right? Yes. They're actually thinking at a different level, They're having different level conversations with their patients. 
They're having different level conversations with their team. They're now, you know, a colleague with the dentist. And um, they're just practicing at a, at a totally different level. And we also talk about, you know, how to, how to plan your schedule so that you can have room for your patients that need additional care. Mm-hmm. How to help your patients understand restorative needs that they might have before the dentist ever comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can really help, help tee up the dentist for that. And what are the benefits of that to the hygienist, too? Because mm-hmm. what I find is a lot of times, I mean, the dentists are... 99% of the time, the dentist or the office manager or dental spouse is the one who calls us and asks about our services. And what I always tell them is, I know you're frustrated about maybe what's happening in the hygiene department. Your hygienists are probably frustrated, too. And often they just don't know where the resources are to maybe help overcome that, or they don't know that anything could change. Yeah. But most of the time, if you really drill down into it, they're frustrated about running behind. They're frustrated about not being clear on what codes to use when they see certain conditions. Yeah. They're not, they're, they're frustrated with having to wait for doctor exams. Yeah. You know, they're frustrated with how to figure out how to do all this in the time. So if we can approach it from addressing what the dentist wants for the practice and addressing the hygienist frustrations, it really is a pretty magic formula to really kind of better practice overall. Yeah. And, you know, as you were speaking, I was just thinking about, like, the curriculum Uh and education. We're just not equipped with that knowledge. So you you have the clinical skill of removing the deposit. Yes. But when you come in, and although, like, in public health we speak very, very little on uh, the CDT codes. Yes. It's not enough. You know, right. you really need that experience. And I feel like even after getting a degree, you still need, like, a year of coaching, really, to you understand do. the process. Right. And it's just like dentists, right? They don't get business training. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it's good to have a resource there. And then we rely on groups like Practice Booster, Dr. Charles Blair's group, as mm-hmm. the insurance advisory. Mm-hmm. But we direct our clients to say, okay, if, if these are the codes that we have to choose from, what are they saying about these codes? And what is the CDT saying about these codes? And let that be the authority, but we just kind of help them navigate through, how do I schedule that? Mm-hmm. How do I bill mm-hmm. for that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what supportive um, material do I need to provide so that we are able to get reimbursed for that and the patient gets their benefit? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, you know, thinking about your experience coaching and also your clinical experience, uh, there's a huge surge of dissatisfied yes. hygienists. Yep. What would you say is one of the leading, other than just how the office are handling um, training them or not training right. them, what would you say is one of the key things that you often hear from hygienists that's really putting them in that almost like jaded yeah, uh, yeah frame of mind? So I would say... Um, feeling like they're continuously being asked to do more and more in the same or less amount of time, mm-hmm. um, feeling like they're selling, quote-unquote, right? Um, maybe feeling like they just don't have a good relationship with their employer or they're not able to communicate safely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just had a speaker here at Voices of Dentistry, Dr. Paul Etchison, who talked about psychological safety. Mm. Which we we never use that term, but it's exactly what we say is when they're having we're having a, what we call a case review, 
So when the team and the dentist is talking about treatment philosophy and the dentist is presenting, okay, here's a case. Team, I would like for you to treatment plan it. And then let's see how close or far apart our treatment plans are. You have to preface that with, look, guys, this is a safe place. And you can ask any question you want about my treatment philosophy. You can question my treatment philosophy. As long as it's in a respectful way, then we need to be talking about that. Because if the hygienists have, if they don't believe in their heart that what they're being asked in their head to recommend, it's just not going to work. Yes, yes. I mean, whew. the control saying amen was hard while you were talking. Amen, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey> sister. <laughs> that was so powerful. I can't tell you how many times, even as a new graduate, I was scared to even ask a question to even put my input. I remember when I've had the opportunity to actually put my input, but then I was shot down because Ooh, I was in an authoritative yeah. type It's not of, in a safe place. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. And so automatically that experience made me just say, well, I just, I'll just clean teeth. Yeah. And I'll, the only way I could really grow if I want to is getting out the op, yeah. which I know that's not the answer. It's a matter right. of finding that, that right practice. It is you. finding the right practice and then being willing to get out of our comfort zone too, right? Because That's true. we if we go into the right practice, we're going to be asked to do some things that you know are, are are out of out of maybe the ordinary or out of what we think is normal as far as, you know, just running through the schedule and seeing patient after patient. We've got to be willing to say, "Okay, like that's different than what I've done in the past, but I'm going to give this a shot. And if you're willing to support me on this and teach me through this, then let's go for it. So it's a two-way street, you know, and I'm going to talk tomorrow about, you know, are your hygienists enabled or are they empowered? And sometimes dentists enable hygienists to stay in a rut. Mm. And and sometimes the dentists try to empower the hygienists and maybe are a little resistant. But it's all, And it's all just because change is hard, right? Yeah. And we fear that because sometimes we don't have enough information about the change, yeah. and maybe we haven't had the opportunity to really con- do the work we need to do internally to believe it. Amen. So that's kind of how we lead our coaching is we don't come in, we talk about production and numbers and things like that, but we don't lead with that. Yes. You so can. you have to lead with why is this in your best interest as a hygienist? How is this going to make your life better? It's going to be a little hard in the beginning because... Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah. And you've got to learn a whole new workflow. Yes. So that is hard. Yeah. You know, um, but if you'll work through that, and we're here to support you through that, and you have, you know, someone to call and ask questions and kind of be there for you when you stumble, because we all do. But if you'll go through that hard part of kind of changing your workflow and the way you think about things, in the end... It's going to be easier because then, you know, just one example is then when patients show up for a prophy, it's a prophy. Mm-hmm. It's not undercover, you know, periotherapy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. A lot of the things that I speak about, like I just, I had a little networking event um, yesterday and we we're talking about professional freedom and a lot of people feel like professional freedom is um, you doing your own thing. It's not that. It's really knowing who you are internally there's a lot of people that haven't healed from a lot of things they have a lot of trauma going on in their life they're not centered they're not balanced they don't 
They don't have um, emotional intelligence. There's nothing there to prep them for some of the psychological things, not just with the dentist, but handling their patients, handling themselves, whatever they have going on in the background right. if they're a parent. Right. There's so many aspects that, as service providers, we forget to take care of ourselves, totally. most importantly. Yeah. And so some, some hygienists, I find, hop from different offices trying to find the magic bullet when really yes. we need to work on ourselves. First, first step. Yeah. That is the first step. Well, I remember Tony Robbins years and years ago when I was listening to something. He said, yeah, the thing is the reason why you keep having these problems in different relationships and different relationships or whatever jobs or whatever it is is because you keep taking you with you. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the other people in the situation aren't so bad and maybe I need to pay attention to myself. Oh. And not that, you know, you're a problem. You know, that's kind of the way we used to say it. I think we're a little bit more sensitive about it now. Yeah. Is, but okay, so if I keep experiencing the same thing, it, maybe it's time to hold up the mirror. I've had to do that in my life, and it is Me not too. easy. And just yeah. say, okay, so what do, I, what do I need to look at about myself in this situation? Yeah. And even if it's just a little thing... Then the next time that comes up, it just kind of triggers that every time you're in some situation. Like, how could I have maybe handled that a little better? Yeah. How could I change my approach just even a little bit? Um, and then what it does, yeah, because if it's that, if it's the going from one practice to another and kind of expecting it to just be all good, mm -hmm. that's stressful. It is. It is. And when I found that I was in a um, in academia. I wasn't happy in clinical practice, only with nonprofit work. So when I was working and serving those who were living with HIV, I was happy doing that. Yeah. But it doesn't pay. It wasn't enough pay. So yeah. I was supplementing Which that. Which is really unfortunate. But it, that's I a know. whole other conversation. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we can't, I don't know that we can solve that in 20 minutes, Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> so I went into the non-clinical uh, uh, practice, uh -huh. and I was miserable. Thought if I left into... Um, education and got in an environment that was very toxic I just could not handle that so here I am now leaving that and ultimately realizing at the end of it all no matter where you may be set up I'm the first person that needs to be okay with who I am as a person yeah. and strengthen yeah. that because not every place is going to yeah. be perfect yeah and I'm not saying that every place you know every place you just stay at <laughs> some places no, you need I mean, to leave some places some are toxic right yeah. right right but yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and, you know, I know this is easy to say, and some, you know, some hygienists are in areas where they don't have a whole lot of practices to choose from. That's true. Um, however, you know, your relationship with your employer is extremely important in the overall wellness of the practice. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, yeah, just seek out, you know, a dentist that is willing to allow you to continue to develop your career yeah and is willing to allow you to be a partner in diagnosis to be a partner in you know just you know what do you think about the direction we're going here in you know doing community work in the pra all those kinds of things man i mean these are pretty progressive dentists that are at this meeting yes absolutely. and any of them would be eager to have a hygienist that would say I really, I want to be in a practice that where I'm excited about my career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, it's just, you know, that, that's very refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a burden question I have to okay. ask you before we end. Um, 
as a mommy entrepreneur, yes. <laughs> as a mom genus entrepreneur, yes. one of the things that I feel are it's really hard for me to handle at times is the impression that most hygienists have towards a, a hygienist that's an entrepreneur. Ah, For okay. instance, you already know that when it comes to being an entrepreneur, it's a lot of work that goes into starting a business. Yes. Sometimes you have to travel. And I notice a very key thing that happens with women specifically. When we see women that are traveling, that are reaching out in ways like that, the first question they ask is, how are the kids? Are the kids doing okay? So how, I want to know for you, have you experienced that, like branching out into the world that you are and people considering like what motherhood should look like, especially when you have um, a business? Yeah. So, yes, people ask me that all the time. In fact, um, the night before I came here, you know, I was having dinner at some friend's house and it was a little bit of a mess at my house. Mm -hmm. And my husband was going to come to dinner and, and he said, you know what? It's probably better for me just to stay home and kind of, like, make sure everybody has what they need and all that. So people ask me that all the time. But I don't feel like I've ever taken it as, like, a judgment. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I've ever taken it as, well, you must have fun traveling in your husband's home with the kids, right? Mm-hmm. They'll just say, how are your kids? So how do you handle traveling and the kids? And what I immediately say is I have a really great support network. My mm-hmm. husband's amazing. Mm-hmm. And he never, he works full time, too. He has his own business. Mm. Never, ever does he make me feel guilty about traveling um, or anything like that. And I know not, not all women have that. So mm-hmm. I, that is something I'm super grateful for. Yeah. Because I've met a lot of other entrepreneurial women outside of dentistry that don't have that, and it's really tough. Yeah. Um, but I think what it comes down to is you've got to create internally some balance for yourself and knowing when it's okay to say no yeah because you know you get once you are out there speaking and presenting and things like that you get asked to do a lot of things even if you know there's a hygienist listening and he or she is starting to do some speaking in your community yeah then all of a sudden people will start asking you to do more things some of it's paid some of it's free and you've got to really have some clear parameters around what I will do and then think about is this thing worth me being away from my family is it going to move me closer to what I what I want and is that thing I want driving the time that I want to spend with my family I will yeah. tell you and I just heard who was it I don't know if it was somebody here someone I was listening to on a podcast in the last couple of days oh it was Brene Brown okay she said you her. know I do too she said we my husband and I had worked ourselves we said we were doing all this stuff in our business so we could spend more t- quality time with our kids. Yes. But then what happened was we had no quality time with our kids. And I've experienced that. Yes. Yes. And so what I did in my business, I was fortunate enough to be able to hire some coaches, fabulous coaches, and help train them. And now they have a great outlet for their passion. Yeah. And it's just, it can't, it can't all be me. Yes, I love and it. And you got to kind of figure out what you're going to say no to. Yes, absolutely. And carve out the time ahead of time. Linda Miles taught me years ago when I first joined Speakers Consulting Network is put your purple time in before you ever book anything. So purple time is all your personal time. Yep. And don't violate it. Yep. Right? Or it's like your block scheduling. Yes. You can move a block. 
but don't get rid of that block because you're going to be sorry later, right? Yes, absolutely. You're going to have a patient that really needs that care. Yep. So, you know, my I'm going to really need to be with my family if I fill up all that time with work stuff. Yeah. So for me, it was distributing the load between other professionals that were happy to to have the work and be able to work in their unique ability. Yeah. And, you know, and be willing to share the revenues in that regard as well. Yeah. For the trade-off of doing what I love with people that I love and having that time for myself. So in the beginning, it's hard because in the beginning, though, you got to you have to do a lot, and it's a it lot is. on you. It is. It is. Now, this year for me is a year of growth. I'm doing... Um, we have a cruise scheduled. We have wow. camping scheduled. We have some wow. more family time. Like, we had to put that in before yes. 2019 began. And I'm also coaching with someone that's helping me to actually automate more. So good. I can kind oh, of good. fall back a, Ooh, a yeah. little bit. So I, I appreciate the comment that you made because, yes, there is there's some things that we can be grateful for. I've had people ask, like, are your kids okay? with you traveling. Wow. Okay. So it's, they're just fine. And they are. They are good. But I think it's a shock for people when they have to see the growth. Some people have followed me from the beginning. And they were like, oh, my gosh, how is she doing? Yeah. yeah, there was some times that I was mm-hmm. like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm an introvert yeah. by nature. It's a lot oh, wow. I am by wow. nature. So when I'm ready, like, to clonk out, I do. Yeah. <laughs> have, your, have your me time. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. So... Oh, what was I going to say? You said something about, are the kids okay? Because they've seen you come. Oh, so there are so also are times when I feel bad leaving. Yeah, and that mommy guilt. Yeah, the mommy guilt. Yeah. And I will often talk to my husband about it. And not every time. But a lot of times he'll say, you're setting a great example for our kids. Yeah. And they're going to see what, and, and it, this is just my way of doing my thing. Yeah. But they're going to see that you are doing something that you really love, and I encourage that of them. It's like just whatever you pick, you just want to enjoy the work that you're doing. Yeah. And it's not – there are going to be days that are hard. There are days that I don't want to leave on a trip. Yeah. Usually when I get there, I feel great. Yeah. So anything that we do, there are always going to be hard things in it. Yes. But if you love the core of it, yeah, then it will be okay. Yes. And your kids will see that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm raising warrior women. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right on. I yes. Like high five. All right. So um, and I'm raising a, a warrior woman and a gentleman that is going to happily support a warrior woman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love he's that. seeing his dad do that, which yes. is really awesome. Yeah. And, and you know what? We need that. We just so did a podcast much. on the cha- the differences of raising sons versus daughters. It's it's very interesting, but I love the fact that you mentioned that because yeah, they're gonna ha- he's gonna have to support a woman who has um, their their own mind, yes. you know, and that whatever may wanna, she does, yeah, whatever yeah. it may be, whatever her her creative outlet yeah, is, exactly. Oh, yeah, Rachel, this is fun. Yes. Okay, so tell the listeners where they can contact you. Yeah, so you can find us at inspiredhygiene.com. Our blog has lots of good info there, and you can subscribe there if you want to receive those email newsletters. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they're very um, informative. You yeah, always have reach out on social media. Yeah. You know, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn. Yep. Uh, try to be on Instagram, but I'm not <laughs> real good at that. It kind of, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> That's the other thing. You have to remember, you have to learn what to say no to. Yeah, that yeah. is true. That yeah. is true. Can't do it all. Well, thank By you yourself. so much for being on the show. Thank you. This was fun. All right, it was fun. Thanks for tuning in to the show. We value each and every one of you. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode 
or listening to more episodes on beyondtheprofi.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend and leave us a review. We will see you next time, BTP family.